and we are back, and it is disc golf time, everybody. Party card sports with my boy Nate. Your boys are back at it again. I mean, I guess it's small hiatus. You know, we didn't upload Friday, but we uploaded last Wednesday. Long weekend with GBO. Uh, Ugh, extremely long. Long. long does not come anywhere close to how longer, I want to describe the weekend. About, let's say, 6,000 feet longer for you and others with us compared to me, but still very long for all of us. Yeah, uh, it just, playing country club three rounds in a row, I'm sorry, I do not want to do that again. I, I at no point ever felt like I was missing out. Honestly, it was a great experience to play country club. It was, you know, you gotta you gotta play on the same course that the pros get to play on in DDO in June, because some some of the holes did change. Did you finally figure out that you're not pro? <laughs> it was extremely humbling. I was already humbled to say that I was not a pro, but it was even more humbling. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not a fucking pro. But like I said, it was it was a fun experience. So let's let's bring it down though. Okay. When we first get there, it's Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday afternoon. So, at, and at that point, when I, we showed up at Country Club, hung out, and watched Harp Shoes practice round. At that moment, after I watched Harp shoot like two or three holes, I go, "You made the right decision." Oh I, yeah. In my head, at no point in time did I ever think that I should be trying to bomb these seven hundred, eight hundred foot fucking holes. Yeah. Like, it just, when you think about GBO and what I had going in and what I had in my mind going into that weekend was that I was going to go play my round of disc golf, shoot what I was going to shoot, and then go out and have a great time. Like I, like the last few times that we've been out to GBO to spectate for the pros or DDO to spectate for the pros, uh, that was quickly just nibbed in the bud after the first round. No energy. Friday, I teed off the latest out of everybody. I teed off at 11.10 or 11.20. Didn't get done until about 4. And I guess... Was it no, 4? Well, I thought it was later. No, I I didn't get back to the house until about 4. Yeah. I got done about 3.30. But I didn't get back to the house until about 4. And by the time I get back to the house, I barely had any energy to pour a fucking cocktail. And get hyped for the NFL draft that we were going to... I guess the draft was Thursday night. What did we do Friday night? Oh, we did the fucking glow shit. Which was so stupid. <sighs> I can't believe I let... A rated glow round. I can't believe I let you guys talk me into that. That was I so fucking I didn't know it was actually stupid. rated. I thought it was going to be BS. You, you, <laughs> <sighs> I don't understand how you rate a round where you throw the same... You throw two discs, discs off of a tee box. And then, not only that... But you don't have any idea where anybody's disc actually went, so you can't call them on anything ever. And there's illegal tape on. I should have fucking cheated like a motherfucker. I gu- I guarantee you there's people like, oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, pick it up. I played. Uh, here's here's the bad thing. I think I played. You know, I mean, it was a short nine hole, and you couldn't see, and we were hammered. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, we were hammered and drunk. Allegedly, and uh. I tried. I thought I shot pretty good. I, mean, I shot minus one, not knowing the course, being blind, just throwing to have fun. And that was an awful round. That was probably the worst rated round I had all weekend. Uh, yeah. I, I shot with a player's pack. This, <laughs> yeah, I threw the shit out of that shield. Yeah, 
Yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah, also, to everyone out there, if you've ever thought about putting any type of glow tape on your disc or anything in general, unless you absolutely want it to be there for the rest of your life and never be able to get it off ever, do not put the fucking glow tape on your shit. It's impossible to get off. I've tried. I've been picking at my disc for the past, like, two weeks now. Or week and a half, I guess. You take it to work and just put some MPK on it. <laughs> Come but right then off. it fucks the whole disc up. No, it's fine. Yeah. The tape's off. Tape came off. What yeah. else, what else so, do you want? So that that's, a, that's part of the story, right? We played that glow round, and then we had tape on our discs. And then you had to decide. I didn't have tape you on didn't, my But I did. And I didn't have to decide. Well, either I throw this disc, and I actually, because I know what it's going to do. And they might call me for a stroke, or I don't throw it, and I don't have any idea what the fuck's going on. I did. In one of my rounds, I think it was Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, my second round. I thought a guy had a piece of glow tape on his disc. I was like, hey, man, is that glow tape on your disc? He's like, maybe. I'm like, well, if it is, I'm not going to say anything, but you should probably try to take that off. He's like, it's not glow tape. I was like, oh, good, 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 good. But so Thursday... We get into town. We go do all of our player meeting, pick up players' packs. We played something Nest, the, the little nine-hole course on Emporia State. That was fun. That was fun. That was a good time. Well, I would have rather played three rounds there all weekend than went back home. I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to throw shit. Hey, you know, just little floaty putters all day. It was great. Those uh, those arrows we were throwing today, they're perfect for that course. Uh, some of those had, had some, you know, tighter lines that you didn't need oh, to just no. mash on. But, I, I, bro, because I shot over at that course somehow, and it's probably, what, a thousand feet combined through all holes, all nine holes? I think the longest hole was barely 300. Yeah. And uh, I shot over because I brought a, a five-speed and a four-speed and n- nothing else that was, like, lower speed. And I couldn't get a distance. Slow the F down. <laughs> I almost had to putt off a tease to get it to be slow. I really don't remember too much from that round. I, I just remember uh, having fun. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I wouldn't much. have. Okay, I'll never let you convince me to walk with a speaker, a beer, and my discs all at the same time because that was fucking awful. I didn't convince you to do dick. Because you. You said grab a speaker. I, I said grab the speaker. I didn't say not grab your bag. You had oh, like you three. want me to fucking grab this cart and I'm going to throw no, two discs? I said bag. It's not like you had another two bags in your truck. I, I did not. I had, I had no bags. You had your blue superhero pack and your uh, was full players pack. You had your players pack bag. I wasn't going to use that, man. We're going to sell that back to people for pennies on the dollar. Half pennies. Can you, All can, right. Can't give those things away Before for free. Before we go on, we picked up our players pack first day. Thoughts, opinions on the players pack. Players pack. So, I mean, the players pack for two hundred dollars. I think average. You know, you it was definitely over two hundred dollars. To tell everybody, it was a ranger bag, blue, gunmetal gray, or tan. Then there was a shield VIP crystal opto or ice opto or something like uh, that. And then a uh, explore explore shimmer. And then then a grip towel with the. The fucking, I think that was the coolest the, the part. Th- the throw towel. The throw towel with the little disc Grip on it. belt. The, the bag tag was cool. The grip belt was cool. Number 100. Let's go. Yeah. This guy right here. <laughs> bag tag 100. Literally, uh, we had a buddy, Justin Harp, fucking pick up his bag tag like 
or his players pack super early in the day. Got like bag tag 850 or something. Me and Nate come in late. I get 530, which I think is kind of cool because there's like, there's five digits available and I got only three digits, which is kind of cool. Nate pulls out his, gets a hundred. Got, got that wicked cool looking one. He gets top hundred out of five digit numbers. Hey, they just know who, who the guy is. Yeah. They just know that. I'm telling you, they handed me that one personally. I did, I did find that funny when Harp had the worst number. Yeah. He was the earliest Se- one there. Second worst. I think somebody in our in our I, house had one, had a higher Kel- number. Unfortunately, I think it was Kelsey. Was it Kelsey? Yeah. I do not uh, recall. Other than that, uh, we also got a shirt. We got a really nice rain jacket. Yeah. And that. That, to me, is the best thing that I came in. So. Yeah. I think so. I took it to work because I was afraid it was going to rain. <laughs> and then it didn't fucking rain. Um, I think I think the the bag's cool. I think they were just getting rid of stock at that point. But I think the bag's cool. I mean, the bag's a bag, it's a, right? Yeah, and, and it's worth money. Uh, jacket's awesome. You're always here. and that covers it. I pretty much like the bag and that jacket probably covers everything. You know, money wise. Um, but I think the discs were a little lackluster. Other than the stamp, the custom stamp we got today. Oh, I forgot about yeah the fugitive. the new fugitive. That is now no longer understable. It is now a stable disc. Stabes. That's basically, what do we say, like a verdict top with a justice bottom. By the way, there were so many cool-looking discs in that warehouse that I was just like, let me go pick around here. And it, 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 just at the front, we'll just, we'll just yeah. calculate it up that way. Yeah. And uh, the warehouse is pretty cool. We didn't get to see much of it, but I thought it was pretty cool being in there, doing your own uh, thing. <laughs> you guys should see this. He totally just fumbled his uh, headphones. Has no idea what's going on. Man, this this right here just shows how GBO went for Nate. Right here, just fumbling everything. Eh, he's back. All right, we're back. We're back. All right. Yeah. Don't ask me what happened. That was a complete sum up of my last round. <laughs> that whole, whole right of, there. The whole bunch of caca. Okay, we'll talk about. Okay, so we talked about Thursday. Friday, first round, what you thinking? Uh, don't fuck up. And, and? Uh, I didn't really fuck up. I My first round, I didn't go OB as much. And I shot 940 rated. Uh, I shot a 12 big. 12 or 13 big on the first day. Which, for me, was about where I thought I could in, in the conditions. Because I, I had to play my last six or seven holes in the rain on Friday. What are you What are you pulling up there? Oh, Kenny Kenny Undercoffer is talking a little smack because he said uh, today in the arrow only round, old guys average minus two point five. Yeah, little kids, he said. Little kids average plus two, and he said y'all suck. All right, I'll get <laughs> I'll get to him later. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so my first round, I'll talk about it. Where'd you play your first round? West. Judge wrote East. Oh, you played East. I should have went and walked it. By myself. Even if it had to be by myself, I should have went and walked it. I did not know. I I don't know how many times. I, I told you, but I, I don't know how many times I went OB by. A dick link? Maybe. A, yeah, well, my dick link. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I had. I went plus four. I had six uh, circle. Fours, which means I went OB to get 
a four. Right. And I only threw three shots to get a four. And I had two. I had two birdies, three birdies. I ended up plus four, so yeah, two birdies. And uh, I could have negated all of that by just knowing exactly where OBs were, and I didn't. I didn't go look at it because I didn't care enough. I guess. Yeah, I mean. That's how, especially courses like that, they have to make it harder by just placing more OBs because it is kind of more of like an open park kind of feel at East and West. Yeah, I mean, it was, there were some tight lines, but it was really just like painted OB lines. Like there was, a, I mean, I'm telling you right now, there was no natural OBs there. Like other than like if you land in someone's yard, there was no like natural OB. Right. Everything uh, was just painted. Yeah. In the roads. In the roads. The one thing I am happy about is on East, I parked the living crap out of the over-the-water shot. And I was so happy because I'm like, anytime you go over water and you park it, it's fucking cool. And I don't care what anybody says. That being said. over for 3. Hole number 16. over for 3. Did I it, really thought you guys would get it. Didn't it touch we the fucking We throw over the water line. all the time at Oak. So the first round... Out of my hand, I thought it was a good shot. I threw Metal Flake to your bird. It was like a weird kind of... I think it was like a weird kind of right-to-left tailwind for that day. And out of my hand, I thought it was great. And it kind of got a weird air bounce, hit the tree that's kind of hanging over on the right side, knocked it down in the water. Second round, it was a right-to-left headwind. So I mushed a Firebird as low as I could, and it was just a little too low. And the third round... uh. Yeah, it was bad out of my hand and went straight to the water, basically. So, uh, yeah, I shot that hole for three rounds. One, two, three, four big. Let me ask you a question. Regardless of where you're ever at, and I, we don't have to talk about it, where you're ever at in the placings, the standings, as you will, if you would have fucking bullseyed that fucking hole, made the whole weekend right, Oh fuck yeah! Yeah fuck yeah! Just the way I play ball golf, like one shot makes my whole ball golf day. If I if I would have birdied that hole, I'd be like fuck it. I don't care what I do with the other. What's that? Fifty three holes. Don't give a fuck. I just parked the shit out of sixteen. So now every time you ever watch fucking I Joe Mass Pro, fucking DDO, and they're fucking shooting that hole, you go I fucking like that. But uh, I can't say that. So anyway. Charlie can. Charlie did do that. Uh, no one cares. Anyway, uh, we're going to Saturday now. Oh, yeah. Uh, second round. Good times. Good times. We, we went and played that glow round. Had Friday a few night. Too many, I had a few too many to drink. Then you went out. Should have stayed home. <laughs> Should have stayed home. But um, so you got never, up. You I was never, fine. I slept fine. You slept, slept in fine. your truck, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Allegedly. Allegedly slept in the truck. Okay, God, I'm just saying, you never told anybody at the house what happened. Allegedly. But I know what happened. Allegedly, <laughs> someone slept in a truck. I'm not saying who it was. It might have been me, but I'm just saying allegedly it did happen. All right, so someone slept in the truck and then walked in the house at 5.30 in the morning. Oh, I definitely walked in at 5.30. <laughs> but uh, I was fine. I didn't, I didn't feel bad or anything. Um. I played West, and I started by going bogey, double bogey, and had plus three immediately, and that's how it ended, basically. So, 
the easiest, I guess the second easiest course you played. No, no, that was the easiest. I'm you think you think West yeah. was easier than Peter Pan? Yeah, because, yeah, it was definitely easier. I should have destroyed that course. I was just playing like a scared little chicken. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, that was my assessment of that course. Is I, if I don't, if I don't play like a little chicken, then it's fine. But it, I played scared and that's just how it goes. Your Saturday. My second round. Well, it was pretty much the same as the first round because I still played the same 11,000 fucking foot course. But I woke up in the morning. I had one screwdriver. I had two screwdrivers. I had a beer. I had another beer. <laughs> then I get to the course. I had two more beers. <laughs> and then I teed off. And your boy was feeling real loose to start. I think I started double bogey, bogey, bogey. And then I finally sobered up a bit and started hitting some pars. I hit a birdie in there. I found more OB in my second round than I did in my first round and shot one stroke better. I don't know if it helped or hurt me that I just got off that 75 days no drinking because at the beginning of rounds, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling nice and loose and da 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 And then, like, in the middle of rounds, I'm like, blah. Like, not like throw up blah, but like just blah. Play country club and tell me how you fucking feel. <sighs> I would have been drinking. I, they they would have looked at me like, are you drinking? I'm like, yep. And they mm -hmm. go, you can't do that. And I'm like, sue me. Please call my bluff and fucking DNF me. <laughs> Please disqualify me. Jesus. And, uh, uh, but either way, we got done with that. We went to Riley's, uh, the the charity small yep. charity uh that was good until out of nowhere there's 40 mile an hour wind gusts from I nowhere even say they were gusts it was 40 mile an hour constant yeah and and og uh dc fucking told us hey, it's a pitching putt you know how many fucking times i've heard shit not not i was gonna say shit courses no but it was a good course uh how many times i've heard Fucking courses from OG DC saying, it's a pitching putt. I'll throw a meteor on every fucking hole. Blah, 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 blah. And then the first fucking hole was 390. <laughs> into, <laughs> a <headwind. laughs> into a headwind. Into a 30-mile What are we talking about here? I'm, I will, for now on, until the day I die, if, if Chuck Hickey tells me it's a pitching putt course, I'm bringing my high-speed drivers. <laughs> I swear to you. It's a pitch-and-putt course. And you didn't, what you, hole are you throwing a meteor on? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Anyway, you didn't play that. You, you nah, were tired. I was I, exhausted. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I shouldn't have played it. I was dead tired during that. That, Like, it wasn't even fun watching you guys play. No, I, <laughs> you guys yeah, looked you, miserable. Everyone was exhausted. I think the only person that wasn't, like, totally exhausted was uh, Chuck. And oh, I, yeah, because he, he wasn't playing. And I think even he was saying, like, I don't know how you guys made it to this weekend because I've only played two rounds and I'm exhausted. He did walk he country, club, country a lot. club a lot. A lot. Uh, how'd, you, how'd you like that? How'd you like having a caddy? He wasn't really my caddy. I mean, he, he wasn't carrying my bag or anything. He didn't touch my cart. There was a couple times he grabbed, like, my disc that I threw OB. I asked him for, uh, like, confirmation on a shot a couple times. Like... I heard that you asked him, what should I do here? And then you did the exact opposite of what no, I told you. I never, every time I asked for his opinion, I threw this shot. 
Now, was that a good decision or the, a bad decision? The only thing that he told me that I didn't do is that he said I should have thrown the Vandal on 16. And yeah. I did not throw the Vandal on 16. I threw a Leopard 3 that last round. No, but you pumped a Vandal. All the way OB on 18. OB on 18. No, the couple of times I asked him for advice, like I said, for me, it was more or less confirmation because I was thinking about throwing the forehand. And it was on hole five. And I just went OB. And I was like, forehand or backhand here? And he's like, I throw your, I throw the forehand. I was like, good. That's what I was thinking. I just wanted to make sure we had the same thing. Park my upshot, take my bogey, went on. There was another time I kind of asked him, like, hey, forehand or backhand? He's like, throw the forehand. And then I threw the forehand, and I just, it was just a shit shot. I mean, the forehand was the right shot. But, you know, so, yeah. So, end of the day, uh, Saturday, we went to the players' party. Right? Block party. Block party. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give my quick thoughts on this. On oh, the block party? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was cool with certain vendors and certain discs I found. I did find some good, some decent stuff. But, all in all, and I mean this in the nicest way it could, kind of lackluster when it comes to block party slash like event for something that I would consider probably the biggest tournament or was the biggest tournament in the Midwest. I wouldn't say that because we didn't stick around long enough because as we were leaving, they're about to start the that, ring of fire. That was three or four hours into into, it. into the block party. Well, you we also, were there for two hours. Yeah, we left, what, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock? No, it was like 9 o'clock. Yeah, there were people no, not getting... it was like 8 o'clock. There were people still playing country club at 6 o'clock, 6.30. Yeah, but that, that so, it started yeah. at like 5. Yeah, you can't do all the other extra things until, you know, all okay, the players but, have okay, a chance to cool. get there. So, But cool, you do a ring of fire, but that's... Because, I mean, that was, going, that was going like on until midnight. It's, and I know that a lot of stuff goes into this, but it was nothing like bonfire. I would take the bonfire. Oh, dude, the bonfire would have been long. dope. Yeah, I'd take that all day long. Oh, yeah. I would have much rather had a bonfire. And, and to me, the I, I felt like it was kind of lackluster. There was no, first of all, and I get it because the pros were at, at fucking Jonesboro Jones or whatever. There's no pros there at all. And, and, and the, we're used I to. Know, there, there was a pro in MA1, fucking asshole. But we were used to no, but I'm talking about like touring pros. Oh yeah, and uh, we're used to touring pros being there or something like that. And it just kind of I don't know. It just, to me it's like meh. And then not to mention, but I tried to wait get some pizza, which everybody was saying that pizza was real good. And I waited in line for like 30 minutes, and then I was like, I feel bad because we're gonna have to wait in line for probably like another 30 minutes. And so I went, and I was like, screw it. I'm we not, were all ready to go. We're I'm like, not hey, gonna get pizza. Go. I went down to get this barbecue, and it, I and let, let me just say that that was the worst barbecue I've probably ever eaten. That I paid like thirty bucks for it. What I didn't like about the block party was the Innova bus. I went to the Innova bus. I throw a lot of Innova. I don't throw only Innova, but I throw a lot of it. And I find these. Awesome Goat Hill Challenge Glow Leopard 3s. And I throw the shit out of Leopard 3s. And, you know, I didn't think so much of it. I looked at tags, said Leopard 3. It felt like a Leopard 3, kind of. It was with the other Leopard 3s in the band, so I grabbed them, and along with a couple other Toros, and uh, along down the block party, I picked up some Glow Sabbats. And then we get back home, 
and I take him out and put him one in the bag because I lost the leopard three on 16, and it's a fucking glow eagle. So I throw it thinking it's going to be stable. No! It flipped just like a leopard three, so it's I don't know what it is. It's in it's embossed. With, I think it's misembossed. I think it's misembossed because it to me it feels like a leopard three. It's sticker said leopard three. It's embossed with eagle. I think it's misembossed. And it freaking flipped up just but, like a leopard three. But if it is misembossed and you paid for a leopard three, still pissed. you paid probably twenty five dollars per disc. Am I correct on that statement? I think those were twenty. 20, I paid. I paid more you, for my Toros. And it's misembossed or misprinted. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of some BS. I don't have much complaints from the Nova bus because I found a very cool Halo Falcon, a very wicked cool Halo Excal- Excal- Excalibur. I'm not gonna call it Excalibur. It's stupid. An Excal Halo Excal. Okay. Be a fucking man. <laughs> and a wicked flat. I've never seen it just this flat. Oh, that Draco? Draco. A Calvin Hybrid Draco. I bet. I haven't thrown it yet. I bet it's so fucking stable. I bet it's fucking beef. Straight beef. So I had no problems with them. Uh, a, little, a little bit overpriced. Especially for like, we're buying from your company and you're charging. I paid 25 for both the, Halo, the Helio Halo and then thirty dollars for that Draco. Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, tour series. That's probably so yeah, what, yeah, yeah. And I would. That's what standard. It's standard ish now, but it's also like eh, you know, it's like I'm going. I'm coming I'm not, directly to you, and I'm not. And I'm still getting shafted I'm if I was annoyed, buying for my price. I'm not annoyed by the price. I'm not excited by the price. That's what I'm basically. I'm I'm fifty fifty. Uh, other than that, um, I did find some really good stuff with the Millennium. Uh, area, those guys were cool down there. We bought, I bought four soft Omega four soft putters, which was dope. And I would have bought six of them, but I hate pink, and pink's a useless throwing color. Is that a jab at somebody? Yeah, if you throw pink discs, you might as well throw them away. Good one. Only only thing worse is throwing blue. Huh. Got his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so. The block party, you know, could have been could have been better, but I also think the weather kind of played. Yeah, yeah, it was windy. It's just super but, windy, and it got real uh, cold when the when the sun went down. I had more fun when we went back to the house and was BSing a little bit. What the fuck we do when we got back to the house? We BS for like an hour, hour and a half, and your boy's about to fall asleep in the chair. I don't remember much. <laughs> of course you. Did. Uh, you you told me you looked at me and said, "Bro, I thought you were out." Because I was in that fucking little side chair, and I was like... <laughs> yeah, it was a long day. So last day... Last day. What? Moving, or not moving day, but championship day. Championship Sunday. You know, don't go into too much detail. You played Peter Pan. I started out pretty hot. And then... It was wicked windy for anyone that wasn't there. You know what really annoyed me? I have a feeling you're about I, to tell all I feel like the whole round spiraled after this is... I make Monkey Island, right? And I park it pretty good. I didn't make the two because I was uh, I was up against the wall and uh, missed it. I just sucked. But then that very next hole right after Monkey Island, I hit chains on my drive. And it proceeds to bounce out of the basket, stand up on edge, and roll into the water OB. 
I just took, so I basically I just took my ace and made it a four. And nothing got better since after that. And your boy finished the day plus seven. The worst round I've had at GBO. And it, if I could have just played solid, I would have finished in my, what I would have felt good about. And instead, 59th out of, out of 91. So you missed your goal. Missed my goal because of the last round. So uh, my last round, it was kind of, it was weird because we had to be out of the Airbnb by 10. So we all just got out of there. That was weird too, because I also had like two, three hours yeah. of nothing. Because I, I, I didn't see off until 1140. So those of us pay, playing country club, Charlie went off like at 840. And then uh went off like at 930. Then... Uh, Harp went off at something. I forget. Late. No, early. Harp, Harp was early. Because Harp was done before you were done. The, they were all done before. Oh, no. Harp was done only like three holes before. Four or five holes before you were done. I don't remember. You were the latest by far. But it, it was off because I got there and then had had some more drinks. <laughs> watched Just Charlie go off. Watch, so watched Campa go off. Walked with uh, Harp for a little bit. Then went kind of through, got a little loose, and then it was time for me to play. It was wicked windy. It was wicked challenging. It's already a hard course. I'm already exhausted. You know, people, you know, I, I don't throw super far. I'm not a bomber. I don't throw fucking 500 feet. I'm happy to throw 400. And I was just tired. But I'm not going to make any excuses. I just I just didn't play well the last round. I kind of mentally just kind of checked out of it the last few holes. And... You know, OB after OB after OB on the last three holes kind of got to me. Oh, yeah. I could tell. But it just, I was just ready to kind of get out of there and call it a day for the weekend. I was just like, fuck, dude, get me off this course. Get me back home. I'm fucking done. That being said, I finished tied for 68th. I hit my bottom end goal of being in the top 50%. Uh, I was only five strokes out of being in the top third going into the last round. You should have got it. I really should have been going into the last round. I was only three or four strokes out of the top 33%. And I really thought I was going to play well enough to do that. Cause I play in the wind a lot and I just didn't have, it wasn't my best round and wasn't my best finish. Those last three holes, all three rounds, 16, 17, 18, all three rounds, ate my fucking shit up other than the last, other than the second round where I almost threw in on 18. Okay. So now all that said, our rounds have been kind of paced over a little bit. $200 plus Airbnb fee plus everything else we spent. Was it worth it? Mm. <laughs> uh, was it worth it one time? Absolutely. Will I go back and do it again and play country club three rounds in a row? Fuck no. I won't do it again. I, I, I won't play country club three rounds in a row. I uh, I think you basically, and I by watching, because I, I had a, a great opportunity to go and watch most of your guys' rounds or, or a lot of it. And uh, I think the only people that were actually playing like legitimately good on those courses were people that are pros that aren't touring pros or don't have a tour card. And yeah. uh, I feel like that's a lot. It is. For like, an advanced player. When when you think about GBO, you think about all the extra things that you yeah, get. Yeah, you want to have fun. The, the flexi tiers that you know you can go out and do. The, the block party, the bonfires, all that good stuff. But really, someone like me who doesn't just throw 500 feet, 600 feet, whatever, 
You know, it's it's a toll to go out and play country club three rounds in a row. I don't have the energy to go out and do all that extra and, shit. And we, I'm and, a bitch. And we like to hang out. We, we're, oh, yeah. We're a hangout type of crew. And Stay up, bullshit. drink a little bit. Yeah, have a few drinks. No one no one had that energy. No. Not even... Not, and uh, so Chuck was just being catty, and he didn't even have that energy, really. He was... He, was he, was, he just wanted to go back and just kind of kick up and yeah. watch disc golf and, at that uh, point. And so, like, I feel like... I feel like for a tournament like an A tier, I get it. You, you for an A tier, you have to be like ultra competitive uh, types play style courses also. But I feel like I kind of miss out on the uh, fun of that, what a tournament like, used to, like or not used to, but should be the extra like the stuff. extra stuff should be fun to me. And I don't necessarily feel like you got a lot of that in this tournament. No, but, I did not. But I don't. I don't, I don't know necessarily if that was their fault or over expectations. No, it was definitely their fault because the original layout was for MA1 play East Municipal, then Country Club the last day, which I don't know anything about Municipal. I know East they plays. They cut it out of everything. Yeah. Well, I think they didn't have enough course directors, whatever. But, you know, if, if it was like that, I think it would have had enough energy between East and Municipal to go out and do something that day. But knowing that I got to play country club the next day, and then the next day, I'm like, dude, I don't got, I don't, dude, I got to fucking play another eleven thousand foot course tomorrow. No, I, I'm, I, I'm I gonna sit in the house and get hammered. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think even people were uh, struggling after that glow round we played. I think people were freaking because we, you guys had just got back, sat down just in time for it to get dark. Then it's like, let's go play. Let's Again. go play. It's like, oh, everything's stiff. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I got talked into that one. That was rough. Yeah, I I, uh, I won't say it was a bad tournament, but I won't necessarily say it was worthy of saying it was $200. I will go back and for sure spend all the exact same money but not get in the tournament. Hear me out, though. We could, uh, If you would have paid no entry fee at all, we don't get the extra stuff, obviously, like the player's pack, but we take the same group of people... We got to, let's name whatever, like, top-tier golf excursion place. And you take those same people, and we all go, and we have a good time. For, for an Airbnb and all the travel time, whatever you want to say. Would we have had a better time? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, like if we took a, a trip out to, like, Permission Ridge. Yeah. And just spent a weekend out there. We oh, had no, a we had, oh, We'd have to haul a lot of beer. <laughs> A lot of beer. We'd had a much better time. Yeah. So that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, there was a tournament competitiveness, but also there the other things is like we had to take off time from work, uh, pay cash to get into an Airbnb into the event, and it felt like it wasn't necessarily worth all that giving up. No, I I disagree with you. It was worth it one time. Like I said, this was a great experience. I had a good time. I really thought I was going to be better because I thought I was going to have more energy. But one time, this is definitely worth it. I don't know, man. But I, next next year, if it if it's the same kind of thing where it's country club three rounds in a row, either I'm going to drop down and play MA2 or I'm not going to play at all and I'll just go I, out and hang out with I everybody. just don't know because well, before we went to GBO and we spent like three days up there, I felt like every day was fun. Boom, boom, boom. And obviously we weren't playing. Right. But that was because it was a pro event. 
I felt like every day was fun. Boom, boom, boom. And it felt like, even outside the realm, like, just hanging out with you guys, like, yeah, it's good to you. 50-50. Well, that's because a lot of us fucking play Country Club, dude. <laughs> we had to fucking do it three times in a row. It sucked. But getting off that, I finished tied 68th, top 50%. Harp finished a couple places above me after shooting a hot plus four in the last round, rated 994. Bagger. Bagger. I'm not going to get into it, but he shouldn't have fucked around the first round. He would have played yeah, He no would have placed really well. Uh Mama Hickey did better than anybody placing second. Beast. And I'm not going to say what exactly age-protected division, but it was a female age-protected division. And she took second. And she Beast. took second. Got a wicked awesome trophy hanging up in, in Duck Shop. It pretty, I'm pretty super jealous about it. Super jealous. You finished where? 59. 59th. Missed your goal. A little bit, yeah. Uh, I could have been better, but uh, yeah, 59th and my first ever A-tier. Or first ever. Yeah, first ever. Yeah, first ever. Yeah, first ever rated A tier. Rated A tier. The first A tier we played in was not rated. Yeah. I believe Park City Open 2018 was an A tier, and it was, and we were not part of PDGA. Yeah, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, some of the other guys, we're not going to go and go into your stuff. I won't put you on blast like that. Uh, Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But the last thing I'm going to say about GBO. Well, the second and last thing I'm going to say about GBO. Shout out to card member Deadman for not showing up. The second and last thing I'm going to say about GBO. Sorry, Deadman, I love you. <laughs> is that we're talking about MA1. Obviously, a lot of the top guys in MA1 are wanting to make that jump to the MPO, to the pro division. And why don't you know it? The person that won MA1 was the highest rated player in the division. 980 Shocker. Rated. Exactly. What a shocker. The highest rated player by quite a no. bit won the division. Yes, hold on, yes. hold on. Just nope, nope. Let me carry on. This person absolutely irritates the shit out of me. I guess I, sh- I shouldn't say this person because I don't know him personally. Here we go. This personality trait. This personality this, type. This personality type, stereotype, irritates shit out of me. This person has played 16 tournaments at this point in GBO all season long. Eight in MPO, eight. In MA1. He had four B-tier wins already in MA1. One was by like 16 strokes. He had a win in MPO. He had another top five finish in MPO. And plays in an all-amateur tournament. Players like this ruin the experience for other players that want to play and compete against players at relatively their level. From down. It just... Now... Granted, I, I, I'm a man. He's definitely a lot better than me. Dylan Spellman, who also was finished at the top. I think he finished second, 966 rated. Way better than me at disc golf. Throws the disc a mile. Putts really well. But having a 980 rated player in an all-am tournament just really kind of is like, are you fucking kidding me, PDGA? So, I think something needs to be changed when you have someone jumping back and forth between a pro division and an amateur division. As long as- by rule, as long as you do not take so, any money, you can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, I think something needs to be re- rethought of. of. I mean, we talked we talked about this way earlier in like episode two, one or two when I was talking about ratings, and you wanted me to shut up about it. No one cares. But, yeah, it's a thing. Ratings are fucked. Now the last thing that I want to talk about, GB. I let just me, wanted to me, get that. Let me oh, bring okay. up a side point to what you just said. Okay. You talked about... Uh, players playing down and everything. Uh, we had 
what I thought was weird is that all the Emporia State disc golf players dropped down to MA2. And, uh, hey, their ratings, whatever. I don't care. They, and they have all the right to it and whatever. But what I also thought was weird and a kind of a slight by DD is uh, they put all of them on the same card last out the first day. The first round, yeah. That to me is, uh, in, in my mind, kind of kind of uh, yeah. coercion, kind of yeah. like some like uh, helping advantage people that. I mean, it's all about who you know, but still, in an eight year like this, you're going to do something and like they that. And did it. Yeah. I Absolutely. think that was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That shouldn't happen. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, obviously, that, I mean, we do that here. Like, we get on cards. It's also not A tier. We're B tier, C tier area. This is, this is the <laughs> biggest A tier in the Midwest. And they blatantly moved down players that wanted to play higher. They moved them down and then put them all on the same card last out. Which, honestly, didn't really help them because they had to play almost all their round in the rain. Yeah, well, ended up hindsight, so. Hindsight, hindsight 2020. Yeah. But but it just seemed weird to me. Yeah. That that one you have a right to be a little irritated about that. And I but I like I mean uh shout out to uh Wichita player Quentin. He played great his first two rounds. I said his first two rounds. Now, his, his third round But my last question that I'm going to bring up to you, what's one takeaway you can take away from this big A tier? Your your first rated big A tier. Stop sucking. That's that's a good take. It's a real damn good takeaway. Uh, all right. Biggest takeaway. First day you're there, don't go play it blind. Go look. At Just least walk it. Yeah. I literally could have spent like an hour or two. And just went and walked every single course and then drove to the next course, wouldn't walk. And I wouldn't have spent any time away from anybody else because I had plenty of time. And I didn't. I just decided to fuck around. And I didn't know where anything was ever. Worth it. My biggest takeaway, playing on a ball golf course. Now, we play on ball golf courses here in Wichita, but they're not 11,000 feet. And I don't throw very far, but I placed, like I said, just inside the top 50. My last round, I'm watching people throw off a hole one. Absolutely mashed fucking potatoes. Throwing the disc 200 feet further than I throw it. And I still placed higher than them. That's cool. I, I, I also felt the same way. Is I was out driving. You know, because we played clap right. and... These other ball courses here, and we're playing east and west so much during the winter. You really don't understand, like, and yeah, you guys played bomber courses at a country club, but east, east and west is hard. Yeah, like it, it, you throwing bombs. You're not as big of bombs as country club, but yeah. you're still throwing bombs. And I was out driving everyone that I was playing with, but I was not. But what? Hurt me. It's short game, and then I realized I was like, okay, this is what you need to focus on: short game. So my my biggest takeaway is just because people are throwing further than you doesn't mean they're better. Further is not always better. 
It's always oh. about knowing your limits, knowing your ranges, knowing your discs. We, which have, is that, something... we have that on our party card. What? There's a lot of people that can throw further than oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and you, but not necessarily always better. Better. Yeah. So that that was my biggest takeaway and kind of like an affirmation or reconfirmation for me that, look, you don't throw super far. There's people that are always going to throw further than me. Know your game. Play your game. If you can't reach a seven-foot hole in two, don't fucking go for it in two. Just fucking take your four and go the fuck home. So GBO, that's wrapped up. Let's move on because this has already moved a lot longer than projected. Alrighty uh, then. Jonesboro. Uh, you know, we didn't really get a lot of time to actually watch too much of it. We watched. We watched, we watched a little bit at the house. Yeah. A little bit at the house. We were drinking, talking, BSing. Watched a lot of Kristen Tatar, but that's about it. But she should have been. Cat Merch. Cat Merch, yeah. Getting her first big win of the season in a playoff, Fucking beating Haley King. And then she let out that. Dude, Fucking she beast. had like an ugly face when she did that. Straight ugly face. Why are you so mean to everybody besides Kristen Tatar? No, Cat Merch, I think, is a great looking female. She's got a nice tight body. She looks great. But when she let, she let out that scream, pure ugly face. The only thing that I thought was funny about her whole round is we were watching and she let go of this putt. Turns around. Her, thought she completely shanked it. Turns around. It Catches. goes in the basket. Yeah. That was kind of funny to watch. Uh, but she played great. And it was her first ever major. Yeah. Pro Tour win. Yeah. Beast. And finally, Kristen Tatar plays like shit. I mean, she played bad and still, I mean, she still finished top 10. Like a big. She finished six. Hot doo-doo. Oh, God forbid that she missed the podium twice in her career on a, on a pro tour in like the same said, time in the one season. What I said before. Watch. Let's see where she's at if she's not in first place. Because she's only won tournaments where after the first day she's in first. That is also not true. That is 100% true. That is not true. And Look it up. I've, I already looked at the stats. Go ahead and pull it up. If you've already I, looked I at it, pull it up. It says yes. You're... Your fucking laptop is closed. No, no, the, no, the fuck, it's not. <laughs> That's my narrative, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, and the NPO side, very exciting. High scoring, like Jonesboro always does. Very high scoring, very scorable. Calvin goes back-to-back. Jonesboro, open champion. I wouldn't say he went and took it. Eagle definitely gave it up in the last four or five I'd holes. I'd say he was stagnant last round. It was very... I think no one played good. Yeah. The lead card was very stagnant. Uh, we watched a little bit of it, but we also, before we sat down and did this podcast, we watched like two or three holes, and literally the lead card, all fucking four from throwing in the middle of the tree on the very first hole. It's like, oh, well. Great, yeah. They're not playing bad. They're not playing good. No one's just playing absolutely Super terrible. Super bad. Yeah. So Calvin takes it down, goes back to back. Eagle struggled late, you know, ends up in but, a three-way tie. We'll get to that later. Just fucking relax, okay? Jesus Christ. Fucking, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Gloat here in a fucking second. Set up and drink your fucking Trulies. I just, I'm, just, I'm just hanging out, man. You, you seem a little upset with what happened this weekend. <laughs> I'm fine. I bet you are. So Eagle, you know, struggled late. Ends up in a three-way tie at second with Ben Calloway and Isaac Robinson. That's about my whole Jonesboro wrap-up. Now we get to the pickums. Yeah. You, fuck, dude. 
the guy, fucking Kevin Jones, was supposed to have his come out tournament like he always does at Jonesboro for your boy, and he shits the bed. Needless to say, he didn't. Cody went with Eagle. He finished, I, obviously, tied sure for won. second. He, he really should have won. You should have got two points out of this. Uh, I, I, went, I think Eagle shit the bed. I went with Kevin Jones. He finished 44th. And uh, that that puts you up 4-1 to one now. Let's go. 4-1 to, four to, four to one. One for the bad guys. 4-1 to one for the bad guys. Uh, this weekend that's going on right now as we're recording this, there's really nothing going on. Uh, there's a Santa Cruz Master Cup going on in the day law, but it's it's not a pro tour event. It's not a major, so we're not going to do the pickums for that. It's majorly boring. Let's go. We'll pick up the pickums for the OTB Open uh, this following week, and we will record that and do our pickums probably Friday, maybe a little bit later with my new work schedule. We might do it Wednesday. We've talked about that. All right, we're. We're about like what six to eight turn. I'm throwing this at you because I want I want I want your honest, truly opinion. Okay. About six to eight tournaments into the actual touring season so far, maybe a little more. I don't recall, but yeah, something like that. Biggest surprise so far in PO player for this year so far. None. Oh really? None. You don't think anybody's that you thought wasn't gonna be up there and then bam? No, everybody that has played well is somebody that I've thought well, was going to play something. well. I mean, Isaac Robinson, That's not, exactly not, what I was not a say. surprise. Not a surprise at all to me. I think it was surprising to me. He's been playing great. I, I didn't he, think play, he, he played well at the back end of last year, and it's not a surprise. Astronomically better than what he played last no, year. No, it's not a surprise to me at all. The what big, is, what uh, do I always say? The, big, the biggest surprise to me is that Paul has seen that he's fallen off and that all these guys are now catching him. That would be, if you're asking me what the biggest surprise, that's the biggest He's surprise. He's struggling. And here's the thing. We'll go ahead and get into this. we got a little bit of time. But Paul is now going to be off the pro tour until uh, Ledgedale. He's going to be over in Europe starting this week. Yeah. Uh, he's going to spend pretty much all of June. He's going to miss DDO. He was saying he, got, he was kind of bored of the middle part of the... Oh, yeah, so he's just going to go play all. So he's going to go play Europe. Yeah, he's going to go play Europe. Uh, it's going to be weird now that, I mean, not weird because, I mean, Paul really hasn't been in, you know, strong contention for a win in the Pro Tour. So I don't think Pro Tour events are going to change too much because he just hasn't put himself in a position to win this season. Does he fall out of top 10? In the UDISC rankings or? Uh, Whatever ranking we use. So we use the UDISC power rankings. Yeah, he'll fall out of top 10. Because he's not playing against the same guys. Now, later on... What if he wins, like, two or three turns while he's over there? Playing against none of the guys that are over there. No. He's not going to move up. How can you move up when you're not playing against the, the same people? rated player is, is not American. He's from overseas. Yeah. And you know what? He's not rating the UDIS <laughs> top 10. Now fucking is he? No, he's not. Yeah. There's a fucking reason. He's not playing against the best in the world. So, I think Paul's going to go over to the Europe, and he's going to... he's gonna do what paul does he's gonna pretty much own the european tour now the last two events that take place in paul's kind of you know stint in europe a lot of the pro tour players are going over there for the european open and i think it's like the the pcs open a lot more i mean basically the pcs open and the european open the whole pro tour is going over there for those two, two events I mean, it, it might as well be a pro tour event, not part of the European tour. <laughs> yeah. 
So that'll be interesting. Other than that, you know, Ricky Wysocki kind of came out. He's going to be off for an unsaid amount of time with his Lyme disease flare up. Listen, I'm not sounding sensitive whatsoever. You're sounding insensitive. But I'm going to. Figure it out. Either get back in or stay out. Like, I don't want to keep... No offense. I mean, fuck it. Offense. <laughs> and I like Ricky. I, I, he was one of my favorite players when I was started watching. Figure it out. Like, you, you know you have this disease forever. And either you want to fucking keep winning or you don't. And he's been thrown out of, like, fucking two or three tournaments already this year. Figure it out. Well, one was because of his wrist. It wasn't because of the, the Lyme disease. Now, I don't I don't know when his next scheduled event is because, you know, the post that he made was in an indefinite amount of time. I would not be surprised if he doesn't come back at all this year. Yeah, but no... No other pro level player in let's NFL, MLB, PBA, whatever you want to say. <laughs> PBR. <laughs> if they're injured, no one no one's feeling sorry for you. I feel like people he's not, he's not injured. He's got Lyme disease. Exactly. Name an NFL player who's got Lyme disease. I, I mean if I Google it right now, but something Google, pull it up. We got time. Oh my goodness. But I'm just saying, you know. When it flares up, I don't know much about the Lyme disease or lemon disease or whatever. But I do know that in disc golf, you need the full range of motion. I do know that there is a lot of inflammation that does occur with Lyme disease. So if you don't have that full range of motion, it is it kind of fucking shitty. What do you, what do you got? Ryan Stig. Who? Mm. That's the first thing that popped up. Wyatt Sexton. Who? I don't know. They're NFL players. Exactly. But they're not the top tier. You know, like we're talking about Ricky Wysocki. So. Steve Smith. Okay. That, okay. Yes. Yeah, suck right. a fatty. <laughs> okay. So anyways, you're being extremely heartless with Ricky. But I do. I do kind of. of hey, hey, man. He was he's fantastic. Great player. Cool as fuck, dude. By the way, I, I, I just know because he went to the fucking bonfire one time. Awesome. Yeah, great guy. I'm talking about him winning another fucking world or something. So you're kind of sitting here. You said earlier, no one's going to feel sorry for you. Oh, you're hurt. Oh, you got your Lyme yeah. disease. Paige Pierce over here bitching about her fucking, oh, tendonitis in her here shoulder. Here we fucking go. It's completely different fucking No, no, thing. no, 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 no. Because no. Paige Pierce is still, in your opinion, the best female disc here golfer playing. Here we fucking go. But all of a sudden, it's Ricky Wysocki. Is he the best male disc golfer playing right now? No. Stop. Use your words. Use your words. Don't just do that. Rick, Ricky can be the I'm not, best. I'm not saying that he can't be. I'm but just, he, is he right now the best MPO player? No. Okay. It, but you're sitting here. No one, is. no one's gonna feel sorry for you. I don't know why we're talking about it. But yet you're still sitting here defending. But no one feels Paige sorry Pierce. for her. You sat here. You, you sat here last weekend and our and two you weekends told ago. Me no one gives a shit. Exactly, and you're over here saying that you give a shit. Oh, but she's hurt. Oh, excuse this. Oh, oh excuse oh, that. So I'm. What you're saying, I'm being a little too tough on poor little Ricky. No, what I'm saying is, is that be fucking consistent. Either don't I'm being say consistent. Then right now denounce that. Paige Pierce is not the best FPO player. I've 
Never said Denounce she was it. the best. Wrong. You definitely said that she's the best FPO player playing right now. If she's not, who's the best FPO player? Catmers. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Bring it on. Shut the absolute fuck up. I think this is a, this is a, this is the first of many tournaments she's gonna beat Tatar's ass in. Classify many, cause I don't think one is is many. Listen. She not she might beat Tatar at a small handful of times in the, her career. I'm tougher on Ricky because I like Ricky and I think he's cool and I think he deserves to win. At some point in time, and I don't know what he thinks about this or what he's done to do. Some point in time, you have to poop or get off the pot. Yeah. Right now, I feel like he's sitting on the pot a lot. He's sitting at the edge of the fins and barking. You know what I mean? I'm very indifferent. You want to roll with the big dogs, you got to get off the porch. got to get off the porch. And I'm going to say this. I like Paul. I don't have a problem with Ricky. I think Ricky's a great disc golfer. And I said it a couple weeks ago. I think Paul's washed. And now I'm starting to see no, that. No, he's not. I'm stop starting that. to you I am starting dirty to see. talk. That Ricky Wysocki's washed. And I'm calling it now. You if, need to like stop. you said, if he can't stay healthy, he can't be one of the Listen. best players in the world. He can't compete with the very best players in the world. Is that going to say that from time to time he's going to put together a good weekend and win? Absolutely he can. He's, he's a fucking great disc golfer. Now who's being mean? But <laughs> is he the best disc golfer at a consistent level? No. I think he's washed. I think Paul's washed. I think if you take him in his prime, he's better than anyone right now. No. Now, Calvin's well, in his prime right now, and he's putting D's and A's. He's putting foots in asses. I, you know, I'll say this: I'll take Ricky Prime over Calvin Prime. No, yeah, no. My well, last if thing: Ricky is putting at his absolute best. There's not a person in the tour that can beat him. That that's so stupid to say. If Paul's putting at his absolute best, the dude's jab, jabbing eighty footers. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> If Ricky's raptor legging, he wins. <laughs> My last thing that I'm going to say, because we kind of got on this tangent of certain players being washed. If, Simon washed? Oh, no. Even when Simon's washed, he's still just great for the sport. You know who's washed? I feel anybody tell me. And I still love these guys. I think they're great. The big germ, Nate Sexton, and they, Paul they, Uliberry, they've all been fucking washed. <laughs> they've I been know, washed. But I like them all. They're all fucking funnier and shit. But I talk about Paul Macbeth and being washed. If after this stint on the European tour, if he cannot come back on the pro tour and make runs for He's wins. Win worlds. We got into this conversation a couple weeks ago. If he can't come back and make runs at wins in pro tour events, whether it's world or let not for, for major. Hold okay. on. Let me give this thought out. I will classify him 100% washed. Let me ask you a question. Comes back, doesn't play very good, doesn't play good. Worlds wins it, bam. We talked about this last week. What's it matter if you only win worlds? You won I'm, worlds. I'm, yeah, You're now you, seven time world fucking champion. I agree. I mean, it's a great accomplishment. But if that's the only thing you win and you didn't put yourself in position to win other events, you showed up for one weekend out of the other 30 tournaments that and you that played one on the Pro Tour. matters more than all 30. I wouldn't disagree. But when you talk about someone that's going to show up day in, day out, Calvin Heinberg so far is the best player going on right now. Right next to Isaac and Robinson again and Burt, in my AB. opinion. Who? AB who? Don't. don't, don't. Anthony Borelli. Yeah, what about him? 
He's up there. Yeah, he's up there, but I'm, I'm sorry. I like AB. I like Chris watching Dickerson. AB play. I like Chris Dickerson. He's a great player, but I don't think he's like. I think Chris Dickerson is up on that same tier as Burr, Robinson, and Heimberg, but AB is nowhere, anywhere close oh, to that don't tier. Don't you talk about AB like that? I mean, AB Eagles. can throw. Yeah, if he's healthy. James Proctor? No. no. He, he let me down. He let me down. I think we're I think we're starting to see the fall of James Proctor. I think he, he started off very strong, very impressive, and now he's reached that peak and he's on the downhill. You know what I've heard slope. a lot from this year is Drew Gibson and Garrett Gerthy. Yeah, they've kind of been they've been, you know, top twenty ish, but not really in that lead not car chase the card. Lead car chase yeah. card though. No, I think I wouldn't say they've fallen off, but so much as that everyone else has caught up to them. Especially when we talk about all these young guys, Gannonburg, Isaac Robinson, all these young guys that come out and, just fucking mush. And a guy that we talked about last week that is really falling off out of nowhere, KJ. Yeah. I mean, that guy has... I really thought this was going to be his week on almost his home turf, and he shit the bed. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't... There's been... It's still early. Like I said, we're maybe seven, eight... Tournaments in, and there's still like 15 tournaments left. There's a gaggle. There's enough stops. So it's still early. Just some people are starting off hotter and slower than others. So way too early because, and then we're going to go and close this out, send it out. I think, honestly, you've already said that your favorite to win worlds is Paul McBeth. Oh th- no 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 no! Uh, no, no. That's not I didn't you. say that. I just, I didn't I didn't said he's going to. I didn't say that's my favorite. So right now, who's your favorite? If you had to pick someone, Worlds is Jesus. next week. Jesus, Eagle McMahon. You're picking Eagle. Yeah, that's a good pick. He's so good, even without his fucking backhand. If he had or without his forehand, if he had his forehand. He'd be destroying everybody every week. He's he's got his. He threw it a few times this past weekend. Not not the full. He can't throw it willy nilly. Yeah, not the full power kind of form that we're used to seeing him throw. If I had to pick someone right now, I'm going Isaac Robinson. And that's not everything would have to fall in line for him. I don't think so. I I don't know what the course is. I didn't look at it. I'm not 100 sure where Worlds is at. But if I'm not going Robinson, I'm going Calvin. I think it's only a matter of time until Calvin gets one. I think Calvin can shoot three. Is it four rounds for Worlds or two? Or four four rounds or three? Uh, it's a major. I think it's four. I think Calvin can shoot three good rounds. But not four? No. Uh, I don't think Eagle can shoot four. I think Eagle can shoot 50,000. He's got a bum elbow. Don't matter. Don't matter at all? In my personal opinion. Yep. The best player on tour right now, by raw talent, is Eagle McMahon. Ew. Sorry, it's the truth. He's not. Not the best player. Raw talent. He has the most raw talent in disc golf. You can't say it's raw talent because the guy's been doing it forever. His game is already as good as it's going to get. It's not going to get any better. Wrong. I mean, his forehand's going to get better because he's regressed with his injury. But as as a player, he's not getting any better. Calvin Heimberg has progressed. Calvin Heimberg's done. This no. is, he's as good as he'll ever be. I'm not going to say that. 
or I I would not disagree with that. I think he, Calvin is is as good as he's gonna get, but he's progressed. The only person, over the last couple listen, seasons, the only person out of like the top twenty people that can get any better than they already are right now is Gamber. I think I think Isaac Gamber is like ten years old. Is the tallest 10-year-old I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Must be fucking nice. Everyone else is going to start falling off. Nah, They're I don't. Plateauing. I, I don't think a plateau is okay, especially at their level. I think Eagle's going to plateau. I think Heimberg this year is going to plateau. But that plateau is pretty fucking high. Well, a plateau at 1020 is fucking great. Must be fucking nice. Other than that, you got anything to wrap up? We had the arrow thing. That was pretty fun. The arrow thing was super fun today. Uh, me and you, dude, I've never packed a disc so hard in my hand to just like barely try to throw it. Uh, I will say this to people out there that are struggling, like form wise, or like you don't understand why certain things aren't happening. Go take the most understable fucking putter you can get and literally go out and play 18 holes. It doesn't even have to be the most understable putter. Just a putter. A mid-range. Learn how to well, throw I, your... I wouldn't say take a slammer. I wouldn't say take a tactic or anything like that. Well, I'd say yeah. take a, a putter, putter. A putting putter and learn how to throw it. Yeah. If you learn how to throw your putters in mid-ranges, the rest of the game is going to come naturally. And and you don't even have to do this very often. Just like go out and 18 holes and just throw it. And, that's the only, and don't throw anything else. Just a putter. Don't worry about your score. Just worry about the feel. Yeah. What feels right. Because, oh... Just like today, the first nine holes, I was like, "Yeah, I'm just having fun." It's BS. And then the last nine holes, I was like, "Oh, I know how this disc is working now. I can just toss it." And it was just yeah. Don't have to throw it. Just figure it out, and it'll help on angle control. It'll help on touch. It'll help on all those little things. Everything timing. All those little things that when you're throwing your 11, 12, 13, 14 speed drivers, because when you mess with those, you miss. Yeah. But it when will you, help. Yeah. When you miss with a, with a putter, you're not going to miss by much, but it's going to show you exactly your miss. You're going to see that nose-up angle. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, that's where I need to yes, work on. You're nose-up angle. You're going to see when you turn it over. You're going to see. Off. Off axis oh, tilt. I, I didn't throw it right at the basket. I threw it right at the basket because it stayed right at the basket, you know? Exactly. So I would, I would advise all new players, all old players, anyone that's struggling, go out and do just a putter round. Just for fun. Or, yeah. or, or for Drink a couple beers. Invite me. We'll drink a bunch of beers. Beer a hole? Beer a hole. Yeah. Mulligan a hole. Mulligan <laughs> a beer. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up for the week. That's Party Card Disc Golf. We'll see you next week. We'll have the OTB open. Pick'ems. Cat Merce is better than Tatar. Let's go. Oh, my God. Fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 <laughs>